This is People Like Us, a show about Alt-NBA alumni. Here's Casey Kai from Alt-NBA 2. Can you tell me the story of traveling the world, living out of a, a suitcase, and, and that being a thing that you wanted to do? When I was a teenager, before I could drive, I literally paid for myself to go to France. The French teacher at my junior high would take students to France every year. I wasn't in French class. I didn't know her. I didn't know French. But a friend of mine said, hey, Casey, do you want to go to France? You know, this friend, our French teacher is taking a group to France. And I was like, well, why not? So I did. I went and I mowed lawns and I cleaned houses at like 14 or 15 years old to, to make enough money to go to France for spring break. And I did that three years in a row. And one year I even um, got my sister to go. So for me, traveling was where I've put all of my time and effort and energy and so when I found myself in this like great marketing career where I was making good money and I was, had a, you know, I had like the life that I am supposed to have, I guess. I still found myself thinking like, I still want to travel though. That's still like a part of who I want to, like a part of myself that I want to explore. And so I would go on these still big vacations, you know, and there was one vacation in particular. I was um, flying back from Italy with um, my husband and his family. And we just spent a couple of weeks probably in Italy, just having the time of our lives, eating great food, learning about Italy. And um, I just remember being like, what if, this wasn't us going home to go back to our jobs. What if this instead was us going someplace else? And then we get to do everything we just did for the last two weeks, but in a new place. How amazing would that be? And um, so I was also on the on that same flight back, long flight. So on that same flight back, I read um, I read a couple of books. One of them was Write, Publish, Repeat which was a book about how anybody can become an author. You just have to write something and then you have to publish it, which is not that difficult today. And then you do it again and you just keep doing that. And before you know it, you have yourself a career in self-publishing. And in that same, um, on that same flight, I also read the book, um, the war of art and the two of those combined was basically like, how is my resistance playing out and how can I combat that by doing this very directed, here's the thing that you can do to make the life that you want. And so from basically that moment forward, I was working on my husband to see if I could convince him to do this thing with me. And I knew that it was going to take some time. I still had a big old pile of student loan debt. I went to a private art school in New York, which whew, that's a bill at the end of the day. Um, so I need to pay off a huge chunk of that and then also save up some money because the idea was that I didn't intend to have my awesome marketing job. Um, so I needed to have some money saved up so that I could at least travel for a year. That was the plan at least a year or until the money runs out or until I get tired of traveling. And so then, um, it took some time, but I convinced Chris, um, and we 
saved up our money. And then, and then there came a time when people kept asking me about like this dream. Like I told enough people at that point, I just, I knew that if I didn't tell people, it would be like that thing that just like time just sort of slowly went by and I would, it wouldn't happen. So I had to tell people that this is a thing that we were going to do. And I want you to ask me about it. And then it's just a constant reminder that I have to do this thing because it's the thing that's important to me. And I had, I was at a a party um, with somebody like a friend of a friend, family friend or something. And it was November. And um, I had just gotten out of Alton BA uh, not that long ago. And somebody was like, so, um, Casey, how, how's that travel thing going? Are you still going to do that? And I was like, oh yeah, we're leaving in May. And my husband is sitting right next to me and he looks over at me and is like, May, you say, huh? Uh, oh, good. So had a conversation on the car ride home about how I just told a big pile of people that we were going to start traveling in May. <laughs> um, but by that point, we had been planning for it for several years. So it wasn't like, I decided one day and then the next day we packed our suitcase and away we went. Like it was probably three years in the making, um, maybe four years in the making. But then in June, we left. In June, we had sold all of our stuff and it was like it was June 7th or June 9th or something and away we went. So switching gears, I want to talk about your Alt-MBA experience a little bit. Who were you before Alt-MBA? Before Alt MBA, I was um, I was a designer working for Whole Foods Market, and I was uh, man, I was I was really excited about being a designer and about being the best designer that I possibly could be. Um, I have in all of the creative work that I've done have always been I've wanted to be the best at it. So I went to school for photography and um, I wanted to be the best photographer in my photo program. Needless to say, I wasn't, thank goodness. Um, but so I was in, um, I, was, I was on a team of people who were really smart and really wanted to make a difference. Um, but we weren't really doing it. <laughs> the culture in in whole foods, at least at the time was extremely collaborative. And that sounds really positive, but it was to the extreme. So it would be sitting in meetings with people, you know, 20 people trying to decide the color of purple we were going to use on a banner in a store. And it just felt really crushing in some ways. Like I, there wasn't, like an opportunity for me to really grow in a, in a way that felt good. And, um, I'd sort of come to the realization that I was in an organization that had great intentions, was having a hard time executing on them and was having a hard time helping me grow into the place that I wanted to go. And in sort of that, I, I, I felt really stifled. I was frustrated. I really wanted to work on my own stuff. Um, I think even at the time I was spending my Saturdays in coffee shops, working on, 
um, a nonprofit that I really cared about called Austin Creative Reuse, which brought a creative reuse center, the first creative reuse center to Austin, um, which keeps stuff out of the landfills and puts it back into the hands of teachers and artists. So it was really important work. And so I would go and do that on my Saturdays and I would go and I would spend from like, sometimes we, I'd close out the the coffee shop. So I'd be there from 11 or, you know, 12 till whenever they closed. And I would just work on their digital marketing and I would work on their website and I would work on whatever I could. Um, And that was where I had all of my energy, but it just didn't feel like, like I wanted to have that, but instead of, one day a week where I was making a difference with the tools that I had and the skills that I had. I wanted to be doing that every day of the week. How did you go from not feeling like you had ownership of, of your work with Whole Foods to finding out about the Alt MBA and, and saying like, I need to do this thing. So, um, I didn't know Seth Godin. I hadn't read anything of his. I didn't know about the program. Um, but I did have a friend who was in marketing at Whole Foods and Seth reached out to her and said, I would like to, to offer you an opportunity at Alt MBA to come and be a student in the second session. And she had, she had just had a child. So she was had a three month old or four month old or something. And she was like, I can't do it. Um, but then she had a couple of people in mind. So she came to me and she said, Casey, we were really good friends. She knew the place that I was in. She knew the kind of feelings that I had about being in a rut and not really feeling like I was doing my best work. Um, she said, you should do this thing. And she sent me the website, which is the most it was super ambiguous. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. I really didn't. All I knew was that it made me very uncomfortable and that was probably a good sign. So it was really only by the grace of my friend who said, Casey, you're the person that I think should go do this. And I had to spend the the other thing is that at the time the application process was many questions included a strong recommendation to include a video of yourself talking about something. I don't, I don't even remember what it was, but it was like, I think the instructions were, this should only take you 20 minutes. And I think it took me three hours. And I don't really know why, other than I was just sort of following this like gut feeling that this is the right thing to do. It made me uncomfortable. I had no idea what it was. I had no idea who the people were that I was getting myself involved in. And I just kind of blindly showed up, to be honest. It's, I don't know if that's satisfying or not for other people, but man, I had no idea. It, but it has been a really good lesson for me also that when I've got this like gut feeling like, oh, I'm really uncomfortable. I really don't want to do this. But I probably should. Like nine times out of 10, it's one of the best experiences I've ever had in my life. Um, I even remember specifically saying to somebody at the time, I think this might change my life. I don't know how, and I don't really know what's going to happen. And I'm really uncomfortable about it, but I'm going to go do it. And I think it might change everything for me. And that was before I'd even started. Yeah. So talking about change, how would you say you changed in Alt-MBA? It'd be almost easier to explain to you who I was before, um, which I have done a little bit, but it was 
So I, I have been a lifelong artist and hadn't really fully embraced the idea that I'm an artist. So I had all of this writing that I've done, photography that I've done, design work that I've done. Um, I think I, at the time I'd even created some videos or I've taken some videos and I didn't really know what I was doing in terms of why I was collecting all of this stuff or I was building or creating all of this stuff. But then I would go, I created this little thing, better not show anybody. And I would literally just like pack it away into a little box somewhere because in my mind, somebody else has already created something better, similar, more important. They have bigger names. They have bigger followers. Nobody cares. And I hadn't yet figured out that because of I am who I am and I've got the life experiences that I have and I have the skill set that I have, that even if I release something into the world that looks very similar to what somebody else, there's, there's still value in it. And even if it's not perfect, which is um, a concept that I shed pretty quickly in Alton BA, when you're shipping that fast, you have to like not being able to control every last little detail because it is 1159 and you have got to publish this thing. Um, it just, it, it created in me a realization that there was still something of value in what I published, even though it's 1159 and I could have dumped another 24 hours of solid work into it. Um, it gave me an opportunity to look over at my other creative stuff and say, Oh no, wait, there's value in that. So that was one of the biggest things that meant that I started shipping a lot of the stuff that I was already creating anyway, um, pretty regularly. So now I'm, I've been trying really hard to get into the practice or stay in the practice rather of shipping something. It might not be every day, um, but as close as I can to every single day, putting something out in the world that is, that I know is like, it has tangible value. And the other thing that I learned is part of that, it has tangible value but not for everybody is was critical. Like I had to connect those two dots in my own head because if somebody didn't like it, then in my mind, nobody would like it. So once I realized, Oh, the person who doesn't like this, this isn't for them. It changed everything. It changed my whole world. It meant that when I released something into the world, when somebody said, Oh my God, I love this so much that connects, that resonates that's my person. That's who I'm creating this for. And for somebody to go meh or silence crickets, nothing, not my person. Oh my God. Like that was huge for me to have that. Like even now to this day, it's something that I act on and I coach other people on and I talk to other people who aren't really in the same, they're not in the same world necessarily, but it's something that I talk to them about a lot because it's so important when you can make that realization, you can make that distinction. So to bring things, uh, I guess, into the present, um, you know, what's next for you or what are you working on now? So I published a book of poetry in January, 2018, um, called it happens to strong people too. And I created a publishing company that would allow me to publish under that like under that umbrella called Aspen and Sonder. And that the whole concept of that was that I wanted to be able to help other people create their thing and release it out into the world, especially stories that help us understand each other and to recognize like we walk around in our own movie every day and where we are the star and 
that is basically what everybody's doing, which is the Sonder piece of it, of course. So I'm currently working with an artist, um, with an, with an author who's got a really dark set of short stories. Um, and it's all set in this fantastical, dark fantasy world, sort of a steampunk city that just feels kind of grimy and gritty. And the characters are sometimes outlandish and not human all the time, but they still allow us to like see this human side and this piece of humanity that's really beautiful and then i'm also still writing so i wrote last november i wrote 500 poems and i'll probably do that again this november um just because it was such a fantastic way to like to turn out a bunch of bad stuff in order to get some really good stuff um and i still write every day but i've had some experiences in the last couple years that i'm kind of working through and that means that the work that i'm writing right now has to sit over in a dark corner and marinate for a while before I can bring it back out and look at it as a, as it being not quite so close. So that's what I'm working on right now. One of the goals of the show is to help alumni connect with one, with one another. So how would you fill in the blank? Reach out if blank. Reach out if you are an artist or a creative or a writer photographer, designer, just a creative of any sort. And you want to release your thing out into the world and you want to build your audience. I I am a publisher, but I'm also a publisher of a single person. And, uh, and I'm also still trying to figure it out. So if you know something in publishing and you want to help me, like I'm super open to that. I'm open to collaboration in that regard too. Thanks for listening. Check out the show notes for ways to contact Casey.